George D. Smith running the ones and twos, being a champion for me and yous. We just got our new flyers in today. If you guys want to be champions of the world, please take some flyers. Yeah, you want to set? Hell yeah, he wants to set. Put your hands together. Our board up and comedian in his own right. Put your hands together for George D. Smith. I'll take the applause from fucking Elton John's crew. <laughs> That's just one thing I wasn't planning on doing today. All right. Um, funny thing. When they were those ladies were talking about IUDs, all I kept thinking was IEDs. That's the only fucking thing I think. Every time I've heard that since I've ever heard the term IED, it's been like IUDs and IEDs get fucked up. It's like... Um, when I was a kid, I'd get John Cryer and fucking Matthew Broderick fucked up. It's the same shit. Um, what's I like looking at today? What's something fucked up? Oh, God damn it. Yeah. Get this goddamn Mark Neuer goddamn loop out of the thing. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to do what he did just backwards. All right? I'll just go, I'll go the other fucking way. Anyway, uh, God damn it. Oh, um, there... <laughs> It was really weird walking down here because I saw a building on fire, this whole white family standing outside. <laughs> and I was like, why are these fucking fire trucks down here? And it was like, you couldn't even see the building on fire because the smoke was already smoked. So it was like, oh, oh really? Oh, that's the one on fire. Like you couldn't even fucking tell. There was four buildings in a row and you're like, I guess it's the one. Anyway, um, I actually did have something I wanted to say, but I'm just of course blanking on it. Uh, I like that little piano. I fuck with that piano on Sundays. <laughs> I should do like Pam and just do a fucking commercial for my show. Every Sunday. <laughs> Who was that, Ed? Doesn't Ed do that shit? Right? He sells his fucking t-shirts up here and shit, right? Like lock bottom or some bullshit. Anyway. Oh, god damn it. I'm like, I get to the, uh, you know what it is? Those goddamn edibles. You know, I eat those fucking, and you know what? Fuck that. I'm sick of people coming up here blaming shit on drugs today. That's one of the things I wanted to talk about with the motherfucking drug that I never, like, there's one drug that, like, I'm, I'm really curious about, but I never say never, but I don't think I'm ever going to take PCP. <laughs> right? Like, it looks like a headspace I sort of want to be in fucking bulletproof and like kicking the like punching fences down and shit like that seems like a fucking place i would like to be once but i know you gotta black out when you do that shit there's no way you're punching through fences and like denting fucking like fire extinguishers and shit and smashing up cars and fucking taking 40 bullets and like conscious you know, you're like, oh, dude, yeah, no, I remember when they shot me 47 times and shit, no, yeah, 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 no. You gotta be so, like, I gotta know that point. Where's that point that you, like, you knew what you were doing, and then something went, fuck this, I'm gonna eat the neighbor. Right, like, fuck all this fucking bullshit. This world is not enough right now. You know, fuck that. That's, that nitrous made me think of PCP for some reason. Like, like I used to do nitrous. That's some fucking weak. Like, it's nice, but it's so short. It's not even worth it. It's like, come on, fellas. Get it together. Okay, well then, fuck it. Oh, yeah, man. That's that smart comedy, right? I got one joke. You know that joke. <clears throat> hey, Bam. 
What can lifesavers do that guys can't? <laughs> Come in five different flavors. All right, thanks. Good night. George D. Smith, the champion. Oh, he's a, he's a modern day philosopher. I feel like I feel like these days we're all like Socrates because he never wrote anything down. But we're talking. We're not writing it down. It just happens to exist as long as the internet exists and until the solar flare happens everything's okay right yeah because like the air we can't breathe the air but our smartphones still work as long as you can instagram a picture of your shitty air quality you're a real person i was just forced to join instagram this week it was like totally forced capital helped me i didn't know how i'm like i don't know most things is so confusing. Why is this? I would still be on MySpace if they let me. Do you see where I'm going with them? Are people still on MySpace? Anybody still on MySpace? Rupert Murdoch is still on MySpace. Him and all the people in China. They're so behind the times. They're like, oh, we love MySpace. There's these weird bands on here. Have you ever heard of 311? <laughs> Just kidding. Remember, remember in the late 90s when you couldn't be a band unless you had numbers in your name? It was like Blink-192, 311, Nine Inch Nails. Like everyone had a fucking number in their goddamn name. You couldn't be a, num- you couldn't be a real band without a number. Is that, is that a name of a band? See, you know it's a, the 69 Boys. I don't even, I, I still don't have a smartphone. I don't know what's happening. What is SoundCloud? <laughs> you guys use that? All right, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much done here. We're, it's going to be fun in the next hour. Uh, it, we're going to take a little break. And at 8 o'clock, there'll be Pam Dice's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a fire lineup tonight. We got Clay Newman. He's um, Paul Conyers tonight. He's one of the people who's on SF Sketch Fest. But on this next show, a um, bunch of people are. You got Clay Newman. He's one of those comics. Very funny. Cole Chapman, really funny guy. It's all guys, actually. It's a big, big sausage fest on our next show. Uh, but yeah, stick around if you want. If you do stick around, uh, I will bribe you with weed treats, and I will also give you stage time on a Pamtastics in December or January. So uh, I am not above or beneath bribery. I appreciate. And it's not even bribery. It's like you put your time in. If you put your time in here, and you're a person sitting in a seat laughing, like that earns you. I believe in meritocracy. And that's not funny because no one believes in it except me. <laughs> Does anybody else know what meritocracy is? Yeah. Yay, of course you do. Of course Justin fucking knows. It's only what? Well, no, I guess tenure, yeah, but do you stay long enough and then we give you special stuff? Sure, that's more tenure. But but by by putting in time, that means merit. You know what I mean? Like but, but that's the thing, too, is that, like, some people come and eat and leave. Some people come to an open mic. Like, Sabrina's here. She was the second comedian on here, and she's still here. So, like, that's meritocracy in my book. Like, you stayed for the whole fucking show. That's really... Thank you for being audience for everyone else who went behind you. You didn't have to do that. You could have, like, run out the door like every... Not like everybody else. See, that's the other... What's the word when it's your all or nothing? Oh, you're just trying to breathe in the pot smoke from like a secondary. She's a secondhand pot smoker, so she loves it here. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make a mask that has weed in it, so that when people are breathing through their masks, they can get high at the same time. 
How many more weeks? Do those already exist? Fuck you, they don't. All right, let's, let's. I hate the future. The future is now. Right, uh, George will play some fun music. Coming up at 8 o'clock is Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Thank you all for being here. Yay, clap for yourselves. Bye, yay. Sorry, Michael Bonds. He never showed up. Michael Bonds, we would have loved to have you, but.
now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from labor and love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to two. The title says it all, classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff! You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal! Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke? Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports. Vinyl to gutter punk. 
MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com Timstesseract.com Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
you're my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. Exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for Everyday Conversations on Race with Everyday People. With Sima Lieberman, Everyday People, talking about race every week. Different Everyday People, talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's Spiritual Psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate. It'll heal ya. Then... At noon, stick around. Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view. Talking about all things from his perspective. Then, on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, it's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also, the IC podcast. That's the Imprint City podcast coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one, too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm to find out more details. And check us out at MutinyRadio.fm.
the night featuring the finest in Bay Area comedy and uh, some other guy. It should go pretty well. I'm going to give you all seven minutes. Yeah, because we can all get to know each other. Thank you for paying attention to each other and not walking out or pissing during each other's sets, you know. I know, I love the, the architecture here. It works out really well. I mean, Pam always like, you know, does anybody have a problem if we pressure you into smoking weed here? You can step outside if you have an issue. It won't be uncool or anything. No, it's okay. Um, do your thing. It's fine. Just because I'm addicted to weed doesn't mean you have a problem. It's cool. Okay, so we'll go seven minutes with our list of nine, and uh, I'm going to play a game with you all at the end where I'll call you up on stage and give you three random styles of comedy, and you got to do a joke in each one. It'll be interesting, to say the least. Um, let's see. Can we get a mic check real quick? Roman, do you mind helping out? Oh, yeah. Show us how it's done. Of course, you have to, to you know, talk into the thing, too, not just masturbate. If I was okay, there we go. it is number four then. All right, we are ready to go. Thank you, sir. Oh, oh baby, I love it when you run the mic up and down the stand. Oh, just brings a man to fantasy. Your first comedian tonight. Uh, I think I know him from East Bay Comedy, I believe. Please give it up for Mike Evans Jr. From East Bay Comedy, that's that's how white people say there's a black man coming on stage. <laughs> hey, Pleasanton's in the East Bay too. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. That's where I steal cars. Um, so I uh, I just turned 24 years old, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, people start telling you that just sad shit starts happening after 21. Like every time I ask my dad for advice, he always breaks my heart a little bit. I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I don't, I don't know about me and my girlfriend. And he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I don't know about your mom. I'm like, thanks. Thanks, dad. Somehow <laughs> made me feel better. Um, I'm at that age now, though, where, like, I start to feel like, like, when is it too old to buy your parents just cards for Christmas and their birthdays? Like, when do you have to get them, like, real gifts, right? Because I never feel like I have a real job yet. So I don't feel like, you know, I can get them more special things, right? I don't know, it's just a question, not really a joke. I'm just trying to figure that one out. Um, I got my dad a, a Prince guitar strap. He really likes Prince, plays guitar. Just uh, feel like it was a better gift. It was like 34 bucks. I keep getting pajamas, though. I'm getting a little fucking upset about it, you know? Give me some gas money or pay my rent. It's more of a realistic... A list of gift. Or to get, you know, or my, you know, to get my ex-girlfriend to call me back. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool gift. Doesn't happen. I just see her on social media with her new boyfriend. He's way more, like, buff and ripped than me. He's actually from the hood. That's the thing, like, sometimes girls look at me and stereotype me and be like, oh, you're from the hood, right? And I'm like, no, not at all. But my dad is. Like, my dad has all, like, 
the stereotypes. You grew up in the hood, and, you know, just had like had like five sisters. He's have holes on his clothes. Now he likes making it big, lives in the suburbs. Me, raised in the suburbs. Nothing cool about that shit at all. Not at all. Not intimidating. Besides my penis, that's the only thing that's pretty scary. Only because there's bumps on it. Like the bumps on my dick, bumps on my dick, bumps all over my dick is, uh, doesn't feel good. I had chlamydia twice. First time people felt bad for me. Second time, no one felt bad for me. Um, it's not really a, a sympathetic STD. There's no walks or quilts for chlamydia. <laughs> no. Everyone just kind of looks at you like, oh, motherfucker, gotta, gotta get rid of that. Going to Planned Parenthood as a man is a hell of an experience when you go by yourself. Because, like, when you go as a girl, you know, there's all lots of things that, you know, girls can get help for at Planned Parenthood. But for guys, it's like, when I walk in, every girl in there knows there's something wrong with my dick. Like, I can't say I'm here for a friend. I can't say big old bumps on my dick. Big bumps on my dick. <laughs> they wonder why I'm single. They, they always wonder why. Nah, it's, uh, I was watching that weird-ass R. Kelly show today. Um, it's, like, it's called Surviving R. Kelly. It's really fucked up and heartbreaking, but I don't know. I always thought, like, if I was to become famous, would I be scared of, like, you know, the Me Too scandal? Thing is, no, because I'm not a crazy person. But I'm scared of, like, rumors going around that, like, I have a small penis. Um, so that would suck. I don't, my dick isn't, like, small all the time, just to give you that reference. It's just sometimes I get nervous, and so I can't get up. Like, it's just flaccid. I just don't want it to be known as, like, Flaccid Mike. Flaccid Mike Evans Jr. You know? It's like, you two, ah, oh, shit, you had it. It was awful. It was terrible. Just kept flapping it around. Just gave me a black eye, that guy, just with his flaccid, just. <laughs> uh, I love small rooms like this. It's all intimate. You guys know so much about my dick right now. Um. Yeah, so I work with kids, um, in case you <laughs> couldn't guess from that last joke. Um, it was fun. I found out I had chlamydia actually getting a, uh, a tuberculosis test, because you had to get that when you work with kids. And they were like, sir, you don't have tuberculosis, <laughs> but you have chlamydia. I was like, what the fuck, man? This is awful. Yeah. Thing is, too, about comedy is that you can never tell when the comedian's lying or not, but at this point, you all know that that ain't some made-up shit. So, um, I work with kids. I used to work with elementary school kids, which are way more adorable than middle school kids. Middle school kids are trying out cuss words for the first time, saying shit in front of me that they shouldn't say. Um, <laughs> doing all types of fucked up shit to each other. I saw this little kid hit another little girl in the face with a burrito, just full force. It was like third week of school, so like outfits were still like, <laughs> you know, popping and shit. And this little girl just gets like this whole like super chicken burrito just all in her hair and her eyes. And I feel so bad because I had to be the one that disciplined the kid for doing it. But it was like, it's pretty damn funny. It was, I'm going to get fired probably. No, actually the day I'm worried about get fired actually at the school I work at is when the kids look up my name like on YouTube. They're going to be like, what does this guy talk about? Does he, what does he tell jokes about? And they hear me. Talk about bumps on my dick. Not, 
Not a good tagline. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, you mean the bumps on dick? My oh shit, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump's president. It's not fun for you if you're not a white male. Um, I don't know how it's gonna end though. We're we're still trying to figure that one out. I'm excited for it to end eventually. To be honest, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, the day after he won, I was like, slavery's coming back. Everybody run. Shit's, shit's going down. And it's, like, almost that. It's almost that. Like, I don't know why. Like, are we still going to let Republicans vote, like, next time around? Do we give them another chance? Like, it shouldn't have even gotten that far. Like, once, once it became Republican, not a me nominee. Thanks. Look out the light. I was thinking, like, you know, maybe we stop letting them vote. Like, we have an age, like... I feel like we have like a like an age where you can vote, like at 18, but shouldn't it stop at a certain point? Because like Republicans, it's like they're trying to hold shit from back then. Who's people who like shit from back then? Old people, but they're dying. They're not going to see global warming, Texas. Why the fuck do we let them vote on shit like global warming? I'm just saying, they don't have to see that shit. They don't. And that's why we're for kids. They're going to see that shit eventually, so I'm getting them ready. Just buying them water and get on the bible this is yeah i'm just i'm just talking about nothing now so that's my set <laughs> mike evans jr everybody yeah. so you want to play a game well uh do you want to wait till the end for oh, everybody yeah. or do it with each set okay let's wait till the end then just unanimous vote yeah okay, all right. thank you mike no problem Good stuff Excellent work. No, I totally agree. You know what you call 10,000 dead Republicans? What? A good fucking start. Yes, I am. Your next comedian runs a lovely mic in uh, Oakland. Please give it up for Jeremy Worm Jones. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to do that so forcefully. I got too much big dick energy. That's what that is. Um, I was going to take my coat off too, but uh, it's way too fucking cold. For that, I have a very small shirt on. It's not small on purpose. I bought it small when I was smaller, but now I'm fat. So I eat a lot of food now. Um, speaking of cold outside, uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of you guys heard about that uh, that protest against the uh, the baby is cold outside during Christmas. Like some radio stations weren't playing it. I was like, I, I thought that was ridiculous. I was like, I thought that was just a, like, a, you know, a fun song between like, you know, a woman and a guy who were just, you know, having a flirty little game of like, she's trying to leave and he's trying to get her to stay, you know? She's like, I really can't stay. And he's like, but baby, it's cold outside. And she's like, I really should leave. And he's like, baby, it's cold outside. Why don't you stay and get this D? But people turn it into like this thing, like uh, she was saying, I really can't stay. And he was like, bitch, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Sit your goofy ass down and finish the rest of this bottle I bought for both of us. Shit. I'm thinking like if I was the third wheel in that situation, I would be one advocating for us to stay. Like, bitch, it's cold outside. What are you talking about? If, it, if somebody got to jiggle his balls, I'll do it if it means staying. Shit. Fuck. How I feel about that song. Um, 
how I feel about uh, other things. Oh, I went to the movies earlier today, and uh, I saw that movie Escape Room. You guys should see that. That's a pretty good movie. Uh, it's kind of like that movie Saw. I'm sure you guys have seen that movie, right? Yeah. Uh, every time I saw the Saw movies, I always thought, like, I'd survive. I'd definitely survive every time because every time somebody died, it's because they got up from wherever they were, and then this, the fucking thing started, right? They wake up in a bed or some shit. Oh, shit. They stand up. Then the clock starts. And then fucking Jigsaw's face comes on a TV and goes, I've locked you in this room and there's a key somewhere and you got to kill yourself to get it. <laughs> and every time like I thought of that, I'd be like, I'd be the one dude that woke up somewhere randomly. Like, oh, shit. I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to just stay here until the police find me, I guess. Fuck it. The screen come on and be like, I see you got out of that chair. I'm like, no, I didn't, bro. You have 15 minutes to open that door. You die. I'm, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to stay in this chair, bro, because nothing started yet. So I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm all right. I could just wait this out. I don't have my phone with me, but I got patience. I could just, just wait this out. I guess you guys don't agree with me. You'd have jumped out of the chairs and got the fuck out of there. I respect it. Uh, that's a new joke. I just wrote that just now. So uh, that's not going to not gonna go any better than that so let's just move on <laughs> just go on to the next one uh it's 2019 and i'm advocating for a lot of shit in 2019 first of all one of the things i'm advocating for myself is i'm wilding the fuck out i'm just doing whatever i want to do and i'm blaming it all on 2019 i'm gonna steal a car tonight and when the guy's like what are you doing i'll be like it's 2019 nigga, it's wild Stab my friend. He's like, damn, worm, why'd you do that? It's 2019, nigga. I'm ruthless. Going raw dog. I ain't wearing condoms no more. Fuck it. 2019, fellas, y'all with me? Right? Yeah? Raw? <laughs> Graham, nope. Fuck it, man. It's 2019. We made it this far. The Mayans said we'd have died five or six years ago. So fuck it, right? We in the Matrix anyway. Let's keep this shit rocking. People wilding out anyway. If we got fucking Trump tried to build this fucking wall and he's trying to build a fucking space force. This guy is crazy right now. First of all, though, that space force idea, I'm on board with that. I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow and join this motherfucking space force. It's my dream job right there. I, I, how I see it in my mind, apparently, Trump is thinking outside the box. He's thinking after I built this wall, what are the Mexicans gonna do next? They're gonna go over it and go into fucking space. Fuck that. I got to police space. I got to do this shit right now. And how I see it is we're going to be on the moon. Trump's going to hit a button on his desk and it's going to boo, 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 space cadets. Get to your spaceships. We're going to run to our ships and put on armor and shit and fight space terrorism. I'm all for that shit. But the, t the plot twist is Trump pulls off his mask and he's a fucking alien. And he's like, I'm a fucking alien. I told it. It's too late. Then portals open up all around the world and shit. Aliens is real. They jumping out the portals, but they don't really do nothing. They just wanna just wanna live on Earth. They want a better quality of life. I saw. I see that playing out in my head. Joining the space force. 2019. I, I'm advocating for hand jobs too, ladies. So y'all need to get back on that. That's if you confused. You're looking like what does that mean? Hand jobs is like when you. Oh, I'll fuck that joke all the way up. HJs is how it was supposed to start. Let me let me go back. HJs is what I'm a advocating for. An HJ is a hand job. There we go. Now we're back on track. 
And HJ, yes. Hashtag 2019 HJs. Because, like, women ain't giving them out no more. And I'm a guy who likes a good hand job. I don't like it with spit because spit dries up really quick. And now you're just starting to fire. It's like, cut that bitch out. That, no, I don't want that. That's ridiculous. Use some nice lube or a, a, a water-based uh, lube or some oil, some baby oil preferably. Because it gives it a nice little smell in the, in the, in the session, you know. <laughs> Keep some napkins on hand. Because it's going to be a lot of it, baby. It's going to be a lot. Just be ready for that. Goes everywhere. Plus in 2019, fellas, we making noise during sex, right? That's what we doing now? That's what I'm doing. Fuck yeah, like the women do. I'm, I'm loud as shit. Like, oh, Keisha. I'm yelling the girl name. Oh. Waking up the neighbors and shit. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm leave with this. Um, a lot of women don't like, uh, a lot of women get mad at me because I use the word bitch a lot. And um, I I don't know why, because it's like bitch doesn't necessarily only apply to women. Men get called bitch too. Bitch is non-binary, because if you fucking stub your toe on a table, you like bitch, and then you knock the table over to prove it's a bitch. If you late to work, you like ah bitch, I'm late. That was a terrible way to end this, but I'm gonna end it anyway. You guys have been great. I've been worm. Appreciate the time. Worm Jones, everybody, give him a hand job. <laughs> okay, next up, uh, please give it up for Denise. Oh, I don't know how I got myself into this mess. Um, I want to bounce back off of thank you for not pissing while um, people are working on their set. I have noticed that a lot of people are not washing their hands and I don't have a dick, but just saying, and I'm touching the mic too. <laughs> I don't really care, but just an observation. Um, anyways, um, I wore this skirt specifically today so that if my jokes suck, you can just stare at my leg. Because, um, I mean, it's kind of fun to watch your guys' expressions, too. I get a lot of weird ones. Um, give a look type of thing. Uh, I've started giving looks to guys who try to incorporate their my fake leg into um, their lines. So, and... Um, Kind of scares them off a little bit, so it's kind of a back and forth thing. It's nice. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I had one guy today tell me to look up Mickey Avalon, and um, his wife is in a few of his um, music videos. And uh, kind of the way he said it was, his wife is missing a leg, so she's got this spring shit going on down there. And uh, she's in one of his mu music videos, and when you see her, she's just like, fuck this shit, I'm going to be a stripper. And I wasn't sure if I should be offended or encouraged by that, but kind of gave him the look and moved on with my life. Um, yeah. Um, I also don't know what Trump is doing in office today. I've kind of become a little bit more passive about it. I used to be all gung-ho and, you know, protective and posting shit on Facebook. Now I'm kind of like, 
You have um, a bunch of women coming into office now. I'm kind of wondering how you're going to grab all of their pussies. <laughs> um, uh, I am also a cancer survivor, and um, a lot of people say cancer survivors are heroes. Um, yeah, if it's the X-Men mutant kind, because... Um, uh, I went through chemo, and I have acquired some unwanted powers. Um, I mean, if you lined up the X-Men and, you know, you had Wolverine, and he's kind of like, I can slice him and dice him like Benihana. And then you have Rogue, and she's like, I can suck the life out of you like your spouse. And then there's uh, Professor X who's like, I can make you think things you never thought you could. That's try to say that 10 times fast. Um, and <laughs> so uh, mine is basically, so there's that. And um, so, I mean, if you had them all and you kind of asked them, like, what did they do with Magneto? Um, well, you have Wolverine and he's kind of like, uh, I never thought I'd be attracted to a man like I am, because if you read the comic books, he's metal, and uh, Magneto's basically one big giant magnet. Um, it's funnier if you have to explain it. <laughs> and then uh, there's Rogue. Um, he didn't really have a life that I could suck out of him. And then um, Professor X, I could not change his mind. Um, and then, well, for me, basically, one night stand and I finished it him off with a Dutch oven. <laughs> um, that's kind of all I have tonight. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, thank you, Denise. It's pretty good lightening things up a bit okay uh your next comedian has been doing comedy longer than he'd like <laughs> please give it up for roman leo thank you david david stolowitz you can always find him lurking around the corners of uh muni radio waving a knife at people and stuff uh it was fun i hope that's a prop david that was very frightening when you're angry at the other people that work or uh, share time at the radio station. <laughs> All right, my job here is done. Uh, is that, it's not quite a roach yet. <laughs> I feel like Ernest uh, is too poor to afford a roach clip. <laughs> Ah, I laughed into the microphone. That's weird. Um, fell off a lime scooter uh, this week. Anybody else? Oakland, man, big problem. I I asked an audience of people, and twenty percent had fallen off lime scooters. And what I learned is, is you can't like be all cool and try to ride it like you're on a snowboard. You have to like have your feet like turn like this. You can't do like the both in the same direction because if you go this way and then look that way, you're. <laughs> ever feel your hand like flying or sliding across asphalt it's, it was it was intense i have like a nice boo-boo on my elbow 
you know, like one of those like skin your knees in uh, the seventies kind of things. Do millennials still skin their knees, or they just they just sit? I'm just you know I wonder. It's gotta be interesting to be a millennial. They like grew up without the fear of eggs, you know, like man, eggs were evil back in my day. They'll just kill kill you. But uh, I just I, I seriously I eat eggs now, and I'm like, I wonder what it's like to just eat eggs without any kind of guilt. I, I feel like I'm going to have a stroke every time I eat an egg or maybe some bacon. I've been thinking about it a lot recently because my roommate, I asked him, he says he eats nine eggs a day. He's like 115 pounds, five foot six. And I'm like, dude, they, you're fucking out of your mind. They haven't even tried this on a person in your weight class. Like there's no experiment. They haven't tried nine eggs on somebody your size, you know, like I'd live with roommates. Uh, man, one of them, uh, fucking smoke spliffs in the fucking living room with the door open and the heat on. I'm like, just walk six feet. Like he thought that like leaving the, I don't know. It's just, it's too, it's too much. I was like, could you just smoke outside? So they just like leaves the heat on with the door open. He's like, like halfway in and out, like watching TV. And, uh, I haven't really painted an exact picture there, but it's because I'm so frustrated with the, like my living room bedroom or the bedroom off the living room. It's like all the clothes in my closet smell like spliffs. I'm like, it's paper and tobacco in the house. It's a cigarette. I don't care if it's 90% marijuana. You know what I mean? Like cigarettes outdoors, fucking smoke a bowl inside. Um, all right. We got glue traps because there's mice. Fucking mouse gets caught in the glue trap. My roommate Kevin gets caught in the glue trap. <laughs> I'm like, how are you going to fucking have social change if you can't fucking kill a mouse without... It's tough. You have to get angry and then drown the thing after it gets... <laughs> tear up for about 30 seconds. Reminded of my humanity. Right? I'm like empathetic, but I still kill it. You know what I mean? Like, that would... It, um. I'm talking about right now. I don't know. Um, I'm a horrible procrastinator. Uh, but I guess, I don't know. There's gotta be like some evolutionary advantage to procrastinating, you know, like my mom procrastinated on that abortion. So I'm here. (laughs) 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 Uh, Ever see those when magicians do the trick with that fucking handkerchiefs? Keeps coming and fuck coming and people are like, oh shit, all those handkerchiefs. You know? Chiefs. Handkerchiefs, chiefs. I'm just like, what, you've never seen like a roll of toilet paper before? Why is this so, <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking amazing. Worm was talking about jacking off and then I swear you walked outside right after your set to go jack off. Was that what? <laughs> you ever just start talking about jacking off and then... You've all been to Starbucks. They let you alone in that bathroom. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> you wash your ass while you're fucking jacking off. I don't know. That's why one of the main reasons I still live indoors is like I don't have to have to want to cl- have to clean my ass shitting outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like otherwise, it'd be really chill in California, just living in one of those vans like all the other comedians. You know. Um. You gotta fucking wash your ass. That's too much. I'm like, I'm gonna stay indoors. Be indoor comic.
I dated this girl with no uh, uh, sense of smell one time. She's an anosmic. She had anosmia. And uh, when you have no sense of smell, you just think that uh, farts are just a funny sound. She'd be, I'd be like, I'll just, and then you, I got too comfortable. I was just like farting everywhere because she didn't, she didn't give a fuck. Be like 19th Street Bart and fucking just let one rip, you know? I don't like that fucking Bart attendant anyway. Always like glaring at me while I fucking stealing Bart, you know? Like, and uh, she's like, what did it, she's laughing and she's like, what did it smell like? And I was like, diarrhea. And then she just fucking, she fell out. She was on the floor of the fucking bar station just you know, because she thinks diarrhea is just a funny liquid. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't understand <laughs> what the smell is. So just around the house, around the house, I'll just be like, you know, you, the, I saw uh, somebody was ta- uh, post at a post about like not trusting a fart, and it was like a shart or something or whatever. Like, you know, like people they make fun of your face, They're like you look like you just didn't trust a f- or trusted the wrong fart. What it was, but I'll just pull my pants down and just like. I'd rather clean up the floor than a pair of underwear. You know what I mean? All right, you guys. <laughs> Roman Leo, everybody. Charting his way to success. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about the knife. It's largely ceremonial. Chances are I just bring it to a gunfight anyway, so we're good. Next up, we have a headliner. Please give it up for Bryce Drusen. I finally arrived, guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. I went to a desert uh, music festival, but I don't do drugs. It's a fucking sucked. Right, like, only place you can drink a whole bottle of whiskey and still be the most sober person there. Right? I'm trying to, like, booze my way to catch up with people's ayahuasca spirit journeys, flying on a coyote to the Milky Way. Right? My drunk spirit journey, just driving an hour looking for gas station hot dogs. Right? Like, their nirvana is fucking all living things are united by love. And, like, my nirvana is finding the gas station and realizing that they also have chimichangas. It's like, fuck, just everything's coming to me. Man, I, uh, I feel things got all autobiographical at this show. Like, Worms last, like, two minutes talking about hand jobs. It was just, he's just talking about, like, sex, sexual preferences. It was like the baby oil uh, just smells good. And then Roman talking about uh, crushing at the 19th fucking Street BART station with his girlfriend. That's, like, the best set he's had in three years. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll get autobiographical. I just got invited to my janitor's wedding. Fuck yeah, right? Not my janitor, like the office floor janitor, but, you know, it's fucking, you realize for like a guilt-ridden white liberal, like fucking invited to fucking G- Hispanic janitor's wedding, that's like, oh, like, I'm, I'm almost an ally. <laughs> like, I think if I get invited to his kin- uh, quinceanera that I think I'm officially ally status, that is, you know, but you can't call your, if you call yourself an ally, like, you're, you're done. You need someone, you need a brown person to bestow that title on you, right? It's like, you declare, you're, like, I'm king? Like, <laughs> no, you need to get crowned by the king, right? You need to get that fucking put on you. So, 
I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, uh, this is a good sign. Uh, the cleaning lady that comes by the, my cubicle, um, she fucking talks shit about the other cubicle workers with me, right? Like, that's how you learn who the assholes are at work, right? You get the cleaning crew talking to you. Because, you know, you're fucking, they're not going to be, like, you know, total dicks to you, right? If they're like, oh, this is my social fucking spider web work network. I need to fucking climb my way up. But it's fucking, you know, but to the fucking cleaning people, they'll be, they'll be the genuine selves. Fucking Kathy, fucking two rows over, cubicle fucking C493. Guess what she did? She fucking narked on the cleaning lady because when she came in on the morning, is that is am I that bad that that's the light I get? <laughs> Holy shit! No, so fucking Kathy, she narked on the cleaning lady, called her manager because Kathy gets there in the morning, and guess what? The cookie crumbs she fucking spilled all over her cubicle floor were still there. She thought the fucking cleaning lady should have vacuumed it. I'm like, Kathy, what, you're not in fucking kindergarten anymore. Fucking cleaning lady, she's not your fucking teacher paid to fucking wipe the spilt milk off your fucking bib. Fucking God, you know? Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> man, uh, you ever go to, like, a park on a Sunday and, like, you see it's just, like, full of Mexicans and, like, they're just spending all day barbecuing tacos and playing soccer with their families, right? And, like, that's a sign Mexicans aren't assimilating, right? Because, like, they haven't adopted the American custom of hating their families, <laughs> right? Like, like, Mexicans have such close families that they know the names of all of their relatives. Like, that's un-American, Right? Like, here, the only surefire way to remember a relative's name is if they molested you. That's a guarantee. I told that joke once, and someone was like, hey, how'd you know all those people in the park were Mexicans? And I was like, fuck. So I have to retell it. Um, so, like, you ever go to a park and see it's full of Mexicans or Guatemalans or Nicaraguans or... Pretty sure I saw Papusa, so Salvadorians, you know. I think that's how that goes. You ever get a fucking you ever get a papusa to the face? Who was talking about getting a burrito to the head? The fucking teacher, yeah. Papusa fucking throw a papusa in someone's face like a pie. That'll fucking get there, fucking I don't know. I just thought of that when he was talking about burrito. I was thinking like Hispanic food items to the fucking and I like papusas. Papusas are the shit. Um Let's be honest, guys. We got a, uh, everyone's racist, and uh, some, and some, in some extent, right? And we all have like our uh, racial fear uh, hierarchy, right? Like, like who are we least afraid of? Who are we most afraid of? And so this is I'm a doughy white guy, so I'll tell you the doughy white guy racial fear hierarchy. All right, on the bottom, it's uh, other doughy white guys, right? We can't karma fly even if we wanted to. Uh, that's why we have to have guns when we want to do damage, right? That's <laughs> the official. Uh, the next up is Asians, like you know, unless they're Vietnamese. Like Vietnamese are in gangs and stuff. It's fucking. Uh, then we got uh, white guys in affliction T-shirts. Like they could be a little. All right. And then we got Vietnamese. All right. Then we got uh, bikers and black dudes. All right. Then we got Tongans. Right, and finally we got a 52-year-old white guy in a suit. 
because I'm pretty sure that's my boss. <laughs> like, I think, I think that's my boss. Man, I got, I got, a, I got a white dad, uh, and, you know, he's been watching fucking basketball for like 30 years. But anytime they say like a player who has like you know an African American name, he just can't help himself. He's always like he's like LeBron, hmm, LeBron, you know. Oh, Deshante, Deshante. You gotta admit those are kind of strange names. And I'm like, Dad, like you don't think if I somehow like got on TV, there wouldn't be some black dad being like Bryce? Bryce? What the fuck? All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you very much. Bryce Struzan, everybody. Good stuff. Okay, next up to bat is Marcus Howard. Give him a hand. All right, you guys. Uh, first off, let's address the elephant in the room. Uh, I am not a part of a new edition cover band, okay? Um, just want to get that out of the way. Uh, so comics, are, our brains work a little bit differently than normal people. Uh, our brains work in a weird way. I found that out over the Christmas holiday. Uh, I was hanging out with my mom, right? And she's telling me like this really horrific story of a family friend who got into this car accident. Someone had ended up T-boning their car. The car flipped over. They went to the hospital. And when they woke up, they were paralyzed. And I started laughing. Like it was bad. It was to the point where I had to like cover my mouth to pretend like I wasn't laughing. And the reason I was laughing so hard was because all I could think in that moment while she was telling me that story was how ironic it was that this dude got T-boned and instead of becoming a steak, he turned into a vegetable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got this ex. Uh, she's I, she's kind of like a boomerang that's way too good at like its job. She just keeps coming back. I like to call her my uh, cancer tumor, but like she's benign now, so she's not dangerous anymore. But like. Every time she comes back, I'm like, oh, shit, is this going to be the one that kills me? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you know, whenever we get out of a relationship, we always like to feel like we're going to do better than our ex, right? You know, um, I'm currently losing that war. Uh, I found this out because uh, my ex, we broke up about a year ago. We, had, we did basic relationship stuff, moved in, got a joint bank account. When we broke up, uh, I never took my name off of that bank account. So now every time I log into my bank account, I have a physical number representation of how much better she's doing than me. And it does not feel great. Like uh, I logged into my bank account the other day, had 200 in my account, she had 2000 in hers. And it made me feel real bad. So I talked to one of my friends about it and he was like, oh, come on, man, like how much better could she be doing than you? And exactly 10 times better. That's how much better she was doing, okay? Uh, it's real fucked up. Uh, um, my, I live with a housemate right now, and she's really superstitious. Uh, she's really afraid of like things like demons and vampires and all kinds of other bullshit. And we were talking the other day, and I was trying to like convince her why this stuff isn't scary, because supernatural entities, they're too easy to beat. Like demons, right? To keep a demon out of your house, you put salt around your doorway. To, if you're possessed by a demon, you throw holy water on them, which is just salt water. So uh, basically, demons have the same nemesis as the black community, just like high cholesterol. Um, and then uh, vampires, you know, vampires, they have to be invited into your house so they can't like just break in and attack you. So basically, you can just treat a vampire the same way that you treat like a family member you hate, where you're like, hey, can I come in? No, you can't, fuck you. Um, then also like 
vampires are too easy to beat, you know? Like, to, the way you kill a vampire is a stake to the heart, right? Guess what else dies from a stake to the heart? Literally every living thing ever, okay? <laughs> like, that shit's not special. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was hooking up with a girl once uh, recently, and uh, she said that I fucked like a stallion, which is not a good compliment. For one, I knew she was lying because, yeah, I might fuck like a stallion, but like I fuck like a stallion that's on its way to the glue factory, you know? Um, <laughs> and then also, it's not really that great of a compliment because I, during my summers, I actually spent time on a farm and I've seen a stallion fuck. And their stroke game is weak, you guys. Like straight up, like this is how a stallion fucks. They do like three strokes and then they're done. It's like this, pap, 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 and then they go,
this is part of the total picture.
and line and deal with nothing into the wall. And that woman I love, friend, she was there, cause it all. I'm a judge, don't send us any place, son, write it down. I'm a judge, don't send us any place, son, write it down. So that gives me a feeling now, fixing to leave your town. I got something to tell you just before I go. I got something to tell you just before I go. Good night of trouble this time, woman, I won't do wrong no more. All the judge gonna give me six months on the road. All the judge gonna give me six months on the road. Woman, I can't stand it. God in heaven do know it. How they came into the world, the women-loving women came in three by three and four by four. The women-loving women came in ten by ten and ten by ten again until there were more than you could count. They took care of each other the best they knew how and of each other's children if they had any. How they lived in the world the women-loving women learned well, as much as they were allowed they and walked and wore their clothes the way they liked whenever they could. They did whatever they knew to be happy or free and worked and worked and worked. The women-loving women in America were called dykes and some liked it and some did not. They made love to each other the best they knew how and for the best reasons. How they went out of the world, the women-loving women went out one by one, having withstood greater and lesser trials and much hatred from other people. They went out one by one, each having tried in her own way to overthrow the rule of men over women. They tried it one by one and hundred by hundred until each came in her own way to the end of her life and died. The subject of lesbianism is very ordinary. It's the question of male domination that makes everybody angry.